Business in the Okanagan Matters. This is Law Talk with lawyers Clay Williams and Tanvir Gill from FH&P Lawyers, LLP. They talk business and take your questions at podcast at fhplawyers.com. Now, here's Clay Williams. Welcome to another edition of FH&P's Law Talk. I'm Clay Williams, and with me, as usual, is Tanvir. Hi, Tanvir. Hi, Clay. How are you Happy doing New today? Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, yes. New Year, new wave of COVID-19, eh? Oh, um, Omricon? How do you say it? Omni, Omnicon? Omnicon? I don't know. Well, I, I definitely know. had it last week, so. You, you did? Yep, I was working from home all week, self-isolating myself, and. Well, what are you talking about? Uh, Justin oh. Trudeau gave everybody five paid days off. You didn't have to work, did you? Sadly, I just the work doesn't stop. <laughs> well, and that's an interesting one because uh, those five days only apply to the. Uh, and that's not just true. That would have been uh, our provincial government, but that only apply to employees that are covered by the Employment Standards Act. We are not. We are not. And so, no, I appreciate you working sick. You know, I, I know how that works. I, I look at sometimes, you know, lawyers coming into the office with these terrible injuries and continuing to work. Yeah. If they were, but, but, you know, we don't get paid if we don't. So, you know, it's, uh, it's tough. So anyway, I'm sorry that happened. It was not bad. I think what they say in the news about it is true. It, it literally was not that bad. I've had it COVID once. And then I'm double vaxxed, but I'm going to be the guinea pig for all variants, clearly, because I just keep catching it. But <laughs> well, you're also so young. I mean, probably I'll, I'll get it like a lot. If I did, did get it, it might be worse for me. Yeah. Not, you know, just you're old. Well, you know, I don't like Neither. to I don't, I don't like to uh, to say that on our show. But uh, before we get into this, it's, it's kind of an interesting format that we're doing today. Mm-hmm. So we're in the we're, we're recording this in the middle of Omicron, and <laughs> our producer arrived two teams water is uh, unfortunately at home today with a sore throat. Who knows if he's got Omicron, but we can't, yeah. can't show up at work. So uh, it's kind of fun. We're trying to do this remotely. So uh, we have a virtual Ryan on a laptop and front of us and a massive microphone <laughs> between us. So, so we're doing it a little different to, uh, because of the, uh, the fact that people can't show up at work, can't be in person during Omicron. So let's see how it goes. Wow, I can't believe the crazy topic you picked today. When you when you said we were going to be talking about this, I thought, are you nuts? This is a huge topic. This is like a, what, 10 or 12 minute show? I mean, come on. I think that's what every topic we have, though. I, like, listeners have to know we're giving the most aerial image. We're doing brief overviews. And our topic today is very large. It's very complex. So we're doing the best we can with, you know, the 12 minutes or whatever that we're given. So in any event, uh, we've got a huge topic ahead. I don't know how we're going to going to deal with this topic. Oh, no. uh, by the way, Canberra picked this topic. And uh, this topic is uh, director's. Uh, liability. I, my, my good. I mean, there's so much to this topic, but yeah. you know, it's something that um, uh, is litigated constantly. There's mm-hmm. textbooks written about it, and law schools whole courses on it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll try and do a, a a real thumbnail sketch about it. So in prior shows, we've talked about how a corporation is organized and how directors are elected by the shareholders and it's the directors are the ones that run the company. They will do the day-to-day management of the company and ideally run the show. 
Yeah, that's right. And so they're the ones, the, the operating minds yeah. of the corporation. I think we need to start with the fact that a uh, corporation, what a useful vehicle, it's a artificial legal entity, and it does provide that separation between people and liability because it's the, the corporation that takes on the contract. It's the yeah. corporation that, that, that may do the negligence act, but, but, but. Uh, if you're a director, there there can be personal liability. And yeah. so that's something that's really important to, to know about. And I don't know about you, but you know when I sometimes I'll get corporations come to me, uh, mm-hmm. people who have run them themselves mm-hmm. for a while, and uh, I'll see their partners, um, the spouses, uh, maybe they they put their brother in as a as a director, yeah. and you know that's something that we want to stop right away. Yeah. Uh, be, and so we're gonna talk about the fact that uh, directors can be personally responsible for certain acts. So yes, very useful. A corporation is a great tool Mm -hmm. in order to uh, limit personal liability, but being the operator of the company doesn't mean there's no liability. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start. Let's start and (laughs) talk about what are the duties that a director takes on? And we should say that, you know, what we're really talking about here is the Business Corporations Act. That's what mm-hmm. you and I deal with most of the time. I mean, yeah. yeah. And not to say that cases take the Canadian Business Corporations Act and British Columbia's um, Business Corporations Act BC differently. The duties are still the same. So what we're talking about today is the obligations imposed on directors and Last week, we talked a bit about common law, so courts and how law is created from case law previously um, determined. And so in this case, common law does actually play into legislation that is now created. And what our legislation sets out is that directors have an obligation to act honestly, in good faith, and in the best interest of the company. So when they do their duties as a director, they do those with um, the exercise of care, diligence, and skill that a reasonable and prudent individual would exercise in comparable circumstances. Yeah, and that's actually set up right in, in the statute yeah. nowadays. And, actually copy and paste of that right out. Well, way to go. <laughs> you're, all, you're prepared. Well, and this is a this is a big topic. There's so much case law uh, regarding this. So, like you say, this is going to have to be a fairly aerial view. Those duties that you set out are usually grouped into three categories, you know. And uh, so, the honesty is the first category. Uh, second category being good faith, uh, loyalty, and good faith. Yeah. And and the third being the exercise of care, diligence, and skill that a reasonably prudent uh, individual would exercise. Yeah. So um, do you want to lead us off here? What's the uh, duty of honesty? When it comes to honesty, directors need to respect the trust and confidence that they have been given in managing the assets of a company. And they must be truthful and open, and they're prohibited from realizing any secret profits or non-approved conflicts of interest. Okay, and that's interesting because the next one is the the duty of good faith, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the duty that um, is, is usually described as the fiduciary yes. duty. And yep, you can think about this as the duty of loyalty um, or fiduciary duty, and so whether a director has actually exercised their duties um, in good faith is actually determined on case to case because it depends what you've done for you to see whether you did this in the best fiduciary in duty and best interest of the corporate. Yeah, and, and really not exercising your job as a director for any improper purpose or one that involves you personally as a director. You know, one facet of the fiduciary duty is not to assert 
for yourself, uh, a maturing business opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where a lot of the case law uh, has, has arisen. So um, there seems to be a lot of overlap between that honesty then and the, mm-hmm. uh, the fiduciary duty, but a lot of case law and fiduciary duty. And so that's something where there's been the courts have really weighed in. And then, of course, we've got the third one, which is the care, diligence and skill of a reasonably prudent individual. Now, I find that interesting because the last show we did, we did on negligence. Yeah. And, and really, that's what this is, the, the duty not to be negligent. Yeah, the, the, the underlying tort. <laughs> yeah, which we which we developed last time with yeah. the, the snail and the ginger beer and, and all of that. So that's where this is developed into uh, your role as a director. Yeah, and, and so, it's hard to set out what, what are the duties. What does a director do diligently, not diligently? It's case by case. But when we say acting in good faith, that means what you're doing, the decisions you're making are going to be to propel this company in the best forward direction. You're not going to do things half in, half out. You're not going to just make decisions without thinking about them or take really, really big risks that you wouldn't take had those risks been just for yourself. Yeah, I see that there's really three different duties there that they've clumped together care diligence and skill yeah. and so when i look at care you know what is what the heck does that mean uh, yeah, and, and i think that means making your decisions as a director mm-hmm. in an informed and reasoned basis yeah so not just kind of winging it really, really, yeah. <laughs> you, should, you should try and, and inform yourself and uh, and make a reasoned decision yeah so diligence, you know, diligence is a, is is an interesting one. Uh, you know, one of the the duties that's encompassed with diligence is you know attending these directors meetings. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean not all of them, but you know, no. doing your doing yes. your best to no. actually attend these meetings and staying informed. How do you, do you have any comments about how uh, a director can go about uh, meeting that uh, the duties? or duty of um, care, diligence, and skill of a reasonably prudent individual? I mean, it just, it depends on the situation. Let's say the company is going to be getting a new loan. The company is taking out a loan to do something coming up. The director needs to, you know, do their research, take time to go through what the proposals are, look at documents, look through who the best lenders are, um, does this financially make sense? And then what is the money being used for? Does this, you know, if you're making an investment, does it make sense? So that it just, it depends. It's case by case. Yeah. And I think you touched on on one of the the ways that a director can can meet that duty. And that's to, the director's entitled to rely on, on professionals. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's set out right in the act that they can actually rely in good faith on the professionals that most uh, company directors deal with. And that's lawyers, accountants, you know, appraisers, you know, those type of things. And so, uh, you know, if your example of getting a loan, I think uh, the, the duty would be accomplished if a person was to inform themselves as to, you know, reasonable rates. And yeah. uh, and you can certainly go out mm-hmm. and shop a bit. And, yeah. uh, but certainly you could you can rely on, on your accountant to give you some advice there. And perhaps you could even rely on, on a, you know, commercial lenders to what normal terms are to, mm-hmm. to an extent. So I think that's uh, that's important. You know, not if you don't know, then you, you should inform yourself and you yeah. should go out and, and find out and rely on, on people that know what they're talking about. Yeah. That's okay. 
Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about is the business judgment rule. One of the things that directors need to know is that they're not going to be held liable for every decision that that might be held to be a wrong decision. Uh, It's recognized that directors really, they don't need to make perfect decisions, just reasonable decisions, because we all know how hindsight works. You look back and say, what the heck? You should have done this or you should have done that. But um, a court's not going to hold them liable if they acted uh, in a reasonable decision based upon the facts before them. So that's called the business judgment rule. I mean, you know, not everybody knows everything at, uh, at one time. There could be several different reasonable decisions that could be made. And so that's something that really assists directors quite a bit. Mm-hmm. With respect to that last duty, the duty of skill, a director is going to be held to an objective standard of care in carrying out uh, his or her duties. There is a subjective element that needs to be taken into account. And so a ignorant or an inexperienced director uh, is expected to rise to the level of a reasonably prudent person. Mm-hmm. And so that means for those of our listeners who are directors of a company that really don't know what they're doing. And that happens uh, sometimes when you're appointed onto a board or whatever. You know, you really do have that duty to educate yourself as to, you know, what kind of what your duties are and in, in making decisions that you're making them on a reason and informed basis. Mm-hmm. So one thing that's important to note is a company is a company, but there's shareholders, there's directors, there's creditors, there's employees, there's the public, there's so many other factors at play in. So when we say that directors owe a duty of care and a fiduciary duty and have to practice in skill, it's important to note who do they owe this duty to. So the Supreme Court of Canada has ruled that the fiduciary duty is owed to the corporation. The court has also stated that acting in the best interests of the corporation is not always the same as acting in the best interests of the shareholders. More recently, there have been case laws that have come out that have carved out exceptions. So where directors may be held liable to other groups like shareholders, creditors, employees, the public and such. Um, But generally, the Supreme Court of Canada has set out that the fiduciary duty that directors owe is to the corporation. When I went to law school, that was the law is really that... uh... You know, the fiduciary duty was only owed to the corporation and not to, mm-hmm. to anyone else. You're absolutely right. That's changing mm-hmm. now, isn't it? Yeah. And now some of these duties are owed to the, those classes of people that you've talked about. Yeah. So. And what's interesting is sometimes to think of what you owe to a corporation, what's in the best interest of a corporation might depend on what's in the best interest of directors, what's in the best interest of the shareholders, of employees and of the public. So it's not cut and dry. So I think it's important that note to our viewers that the duties we've talked about are the duties set out in a certain part of the Business Corporations Act. But directors in operating a company are responsible for following the entirety of the Business Corporations Act. And there's a whole bunch of things they need to do. And not only that, a company needs to be run pursuant to a myriad of tax laws and and environmental laws and employment laws and in many of those cases a director may be held personally liable so while uh, a a director might not be liable might not be liable in the event of a breach of a contract or in the event that there was negligence in in that company there's still there's many areas where they might 
beat. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I don't know about you. I'll often get a company in the door, maybe uh, somebody who's been running a little a company, in a, an electrical company or a plumbing company or something like that on their own. And they've just they've got to a point where they need some legal advice that, you know, maybe they're buying a building or maybe they're getting a, uh, a commercial loan or or they want a partner or they want to get rid of something like that, mm-hmm. uh, rid, rid of a partner. And uh, so they'll come in and I'll say, boy, they put their spouse as a director, maybe their brother's a director, their yeah. adult children and, and that's one of the things that I'll want to have a, a conversation with them about right away is, look, do you, you need to know that being a director carries some responsibility. That makes no sense to me that your spouse in this situation might be a, a director as well because of that responsibility. So so these are the things that we have to be very careful about uh, in, in appointing somebody as a director. I think this is a really important topic to talk about too, because it's just so relevant. Like we have so many companies that we're dealing with on a daily, not all our clients are just individuals. So um, again, it's an aerial topic. We've covered this from 3000 feet above. Um, And if you do have questions or concerns, you're thinking about incorporating, you have questions about even the way that you have been structured, maybe a child you've brought on as a director or a spouse that's currently a director, call us. We are here to help. FHMP lawyers are rooted in community and ready to help. Send your business law questions to podcast at fhplawyers.com. 